hard, guys. Motivation's tough. Um, so there's kind of two theories there. So the motivation is like what happens immediately. Like it's January 1st and everybody, everybody's motivated. The gyms are packed right now. They'll be packed until end of February, early March, if we're lucky. Um, but re- reality sets in and it's not motivation that gets you like through March is discipline. So everything that you do in the beginning is motivation based. And then when it starts to get hard, that's discipline. That's not motivation. Like there are days that I don't want to go. I just want to stay in bed or I'm working and I don't want to pull myself away, but I know I really have to get in. And you kind of, or I kind of force myself to do it. Those days are the, those days are the hardest days mentally, but you're going to also get the strongest mentally or the hardest days physically, but you're going to get the strongest mentally. And those mental gains are worth so much more than your physical gains because those mental gains are what's going to get you back to the gym tomorrow and the next day or eating clean tomorrow and the next day. Cause everybody knows eating clean is not fun, but it's necessary. Yeah. I think my motivation is just to be able to take my shirt off in the summer <laughs> and not feel embarrassed. That's, That's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. I'm that kid, that pale pasty kid getting in the pool, wearing his t-shirt. Um, that's why I do it. I think my fear is just not being like, that like old man that can't move anymore. So that's why. That's fair. And just to live long. Hopefully. <laughs> well, that's why we did the fast, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think my motivation back in the day was to be like, I don't know, be stronger than everybody else in the gym. And now it's like, now it's just to maintain myself. I think I stopped competing with everybody else and worried about just myself. But also I work out with a bunch of women now. <laughs> that, <this laughs> so I just don't care anymore. I think the whole ego thing is like, I'll just let that ship sail. And uh, Chris gets very angry when, like, today was leg day at Burn, and there was just 35 pound dumbbells sitting out, and we had this one, like, odd exercise. And he comes over with a set of 25s, and I was just comfortable grabbing the 35s, and I didn't have to walk all the way over to the rack and get weights. He walks over and he's like, You're going to use the 35s? I was like, Yes. But this is also where it comes to, um, like functional movement, doing things different. Um, So like they kind of pick the workout for you. And like you sometimes you're doing movements that you've never done before. And so like they described a movement we had to do and we had to do this movement for like eight minutes. So they're like running, grab dumbbells. You have 10 seconds. So you're running over there like, I don't even know what kind of weight I should be grabbing. I don't know if I should be grabbing like 20s, 25s, like 45s. I had no idea like what kind of weight to even grab. So I was like, uh, I'll just grab 25s and I'll try doing that. Cause like, it's not like you're just doing 10 reps. Like you're doing like, it was like eight minutes of station and you're doing two different movements back and forth for eight minutes. So you don't get to stop and take a break. But anyway, I just grabbed 25s. I was like, I don't know what to grab. So I grabbed, ran over there and then there was a pair of 35s on the mat. And so she's like, uh, I'll use these. I was like, you using the 35s? She's like, yeah, why? I was like, I, cause I grabbed 25s. I was like, I can't have you in the workout doing 35s while well, I'm doing 25s. So right like, next to each other. I was like, give me the 35s. She's like, no. I was like, well, I was comfortable I'm not running across the, the gym to go get more 35s. So, we fight over the weight now. Yeah. We're an aggressive couple. She's like, what's the problem? I was like, the problem is your weights are heavier than my weight. <laughs> no hero. Leave your ego at the door. But we used to do that same thing at CrossFit too. Like they would set up a workout. If I ever set up my barbell and I looked at her barbell and I had the same weight, I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so I had to run over, add more weight to mine. I was like, I can't have you lifting the same weight I'm lifting. I always like, if I could, I tried to do the men's weight on like any workout I possibly could. That's how I like kept pushing so hard. We got a question about 
uh, supplements for sleeping. I know that's one of your. Oh, I love my sleep supplement. I recommend vodka. <laughs> sleep like a baby. Do not drink alcohol to go to bed. It is not. Drink it, it when you're depressed before bed. No. That's the best time Still to do no. it. Still no. If you're ever depressed, grab a handful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So I use from Blackstone Labs, there's a stack. It's called the SST1 kit. One of the parts of the stack is for daytime. It's IGF-1. And it's almost like taking growth hormone. And then the sleep component of this stack, it's called GH, ironically. And it gives you the most restful, non-addictive sleep for recovery that I think I've ever had. So I think that's why I slept so well when we were fasting too, because I continued to take this sleep aid and I take it every night. I love it. You gave I, it to your mom recently too, right? I gave it to my mom recently. Um, for those of you that, um, I guess not everybody follows my dad on Facebook, but he just posted that he has cancer. So we- Well, we knew. That's not like how we found well, out. Well, we knew. We knew. But the <laughs> world- like, the Well, we world just saw didn't he posted know. he had cancer. So we just found out. The world didn't know. So he had just kind of announced it to people outside of his very close circle- and my mom hadn't been sleeping because of it. And of course, like it's your spouse. Of course, you're not sleeping. We really were having a hard time sleeping. But the sleep aid, um, I gave it to my mom. And all of a sudden, she's like, I slept three hours last night, which was more than she had gotten. And the next day, she's like, I slept five hours. And then as it got into her system, she was sleeping. So it is very, very helpful. And like I said, it's non-addictive, which is wonderful. Yeah, I used to take it for a while and then I stopped. But I usually don't have issues with sleeping. My issue is trying to go to sleep because usually I'm like working and like, once I lay in bed and I get comfortable, I grab my computer and I'm like, I'll start editing videos or doing work. And then before you know, it's two in the morning. I'm like, I got to go to bed. Chris cannot turn his mind off. This yeah. is why when we go on dates, <laughs> we end up talking about work because he just can't turn his mind off. But I'm okay with it. I'm not mad about it. But yeah, I'll stay up till two in the morning. Then I get up at like 7 a.m. and immediately like grab the computer's right next to me. I grab that. First thing I do is like coffee, computer, and I'm working. Figuring out like what we're doing for the day, what I'm going to get done and, you know, post it on everybody's social media that I control and... You know, yeah, it's like I can't have like an idle brain. Like it has to be going and has to be working. It's going at all times. Because anytime that I stop that mindset and I sit down and just relax, it creates anxiety because I'm like, oh, I'm missing out on work. Like I'm missing out on things I could be doing. You know, it's like you always want to be going 100 miles an hour. And the second I stop and sit there and like if I just try to shut my brain off, I can't. Like it's so anxious because I'm like there's so many things I, I need to be doing. There are actually days when we'll like we'll have a day and we'll go out on the boat or something and have a really nice day with friends or even if it's just the two of us. And then we'll come home and he's like, that was like such a waste of a day. <laughs> it was a good time, but it was such a waste of a day because now I have all this work that's backed up. And I get it. It's frustrating when you have work that's backed up. But and I don't really have deadlines. It's like work that I do for like our own businesses and stuff for me. It's not, so I like I set my own deadlines where I'm like, oh, I'm getting behind. But it's not like anything actually has to be done. I just can't stop working. Does anybody else do that? Like, do you set dead like for those of you that work from home, does anybody else set deadlines for themselves? Like I found that when I first quit my my real job, my uh working for the state, and I started working for myself, I wasn't being super productive until I started writing down what needed to be done for the day. And then everything just kind of fell into place. But I put on my calendar like, okay, I need to have this done or we're filming here today, whatever. Like, does anybody else utilize like writing things down? Is that like super old school? And uh, somebody said, this is your real job. I think that's a question. Uh, 
So our we have millions of real jobs. I mean, yeah, like YouTube in itself is like one job. And now we have three channels. Now we have three. We have yeah. If, oh, that was another four thing. if you count mine. Like she yeah. has a channel. I have a channel. We have this podcast channel, and then she just launched, which we'll get into that in a second. We'll, we'll talk more in detail. But she just launched a new YouTube channel with, um, with another girlfriend of hers, and I'm helping them with that. And so those are all jobs. They all are like. Some are starting up and then some are creating like her YouTube channel is a job that literally like her point, like she could be hiring editors, people to work her channel, run it. But I just like doing it. So I do it myself. But that's like something we could hire out because it makes enough money that we could just employ somebody to do it. But I like doing it. Um, and then so I retired from my police job. She retired from her state job. Um, and now we also own a snake breeding business, which we've had for like, I don't know, six years now. Yeah. Um, my nutrition and training business is why I was able to quit my state job. So my side hustle turned into a full-time gig. Yeah. So, And then I run social that. medias for different companies. Mm -hmm. um, I run some people's YouTube channels, some companies' YouTube channels. I run some people's Instagrams. You know, I mean, you, you get people that are like, you know, say professional athletes that are like, hey, uh, can you run, like I'm doing a million things. Can you run my Instagram? I need posts daily. I need content. So I'll do stuff like that for them. Or or some people are like, hey, I can do my Instagram, but I, I can't do my my YouTube channel. Can you do that for me? So they might go out and film, say a full day in the gym or whatever they do, and then send me all of that files. And then I make it into a YouTube video for their channel, do their thumbnail. I upload it to their channel, schedule it to be posted. So they literally don't do anything other than film. Um, they go in and film and get all the content and send it to me. And then I'll repurpose it and make it into Instagram reels photos, shorts, whatever it has to be. Um, so that's another job. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so we do a, we do a, a lot. lot of things. I mean, I'm probably forgetting things as well, but I mean, we try to do it all and uh, and it's fun. It's a lot of work, but. If like it sounds cool and exciting, we'll probably get into it. That's and then we also invest, we, we didn't even talk about real estate. We also invest in real estate. We have like long-term rental houses. We have tenants in those houses mm -hmm. that we deal with. We, yeah, we manage all of our long-term rentals and our Airbnb. short-term Airbnb. So that's a lot of work. That's a lot of hands-on stuff. We have, we just uh, invested into an oil drilling company in mm -hmm. Texas. Um, so, I mean, there's just, we, we try to keep it, <laughs> we try to keep as busy as we mm -hmm. can. So that's what we do for work. Not yeah. just the YouTube. I, YouTube just is a lot. YouTube um, is like an added bonus. I think the YouTube stuff is actually just really fun for us. Yeah. It's become a job, but a fun job. All of it's kind of fun, really. Somebody said I checking off a list. Um it's kind of motivating. I agree. Like if you can if you every day make your list of like your to-do list of things that need to get done, regardless what they are. Some might be work related, some might be things that you want to do like uh you know, eating healthy. I want to start off with a healthy breakfast. Like you could write that stuff out first thing when you wake up. And just crossing them off, you know, like when, when you look at it, like when you look in, when I was in the police academy or when you look at people in the military, there's a lot of weird things, almost like little psychological things that they do to you in the police academy that serve a bigger purpose. So like if you're in the military, I didn't sleep at the police academy. That wasn't like the way ours was run. We had to drive there every morning. Um, but the, in the military, the first thing you do is you wake up and make your bed instantly. Wake up, make your bed. Um, when you're in the police academy, first thing you do is you show up in your dress uniform you go in and change into your PT gear. You have to set up your locker a specific way. You have to fold your socks a certain way, and they have to be stacked in a certain way on a certain spot of your locker. 
Then you have to have like take your tie off, put your tie a certain way, take your uniform off, it has to be folded exactly a perfect way. And you had to bring extra uniforms with you, so you'd have to hang up all of your uniforms. You know how to fold your own clothes? No, nah, I forgot that part. <laughs> Um, there it is. But you'd have to fold everything up. You'd have to, I mean, there's a million things. You have your notebooks, everything had to be in order and perfect. And then if, then you'd go outside to go do your, your PT. And if, when the instructors walk in, if they, they would go through every single locker every single day. And if one person messed up, they would destroy the whole locker room. And when I say destroy it, they would go through every locker, rip everything out and throw it all on the floor in a huge pile. So if somebody messed up, you'd walk in after PE. You didn't know this happened. You'd be out there PTing for two hours, you know, like crawling in the mud, doing all kinds of stupid things, push-ups in the snow, um, come inside, and then you'd have a pile, and you'd be like, oh, my God. And you'd have five minutes to clean that locker room, organize, figure out whose stuff was whose, get in the shower, get cleaned up, and get redressed, and be outside in formation. So it was just these impossible tasks. But the point of this is that you had these tasks of day, like when you walked in the door, the first thing you had to do was complete a task that was a rewarding goal. Like you would set up your lockers and do your clothes. If you're in the military, first thing you did, made your bed. Because the first thing you do when you wake up now is complete a task. So the first thing you did, got out of bed, completed a task. For us, the first thing we did, set up our, our lockers and you completed a task. And you're like, ah, I feel better. My first task is done. So the point of that was that when you set up tasks right from waking up and you start banging them out right away in the day, you feel better and mm -hmm. it sets you up to win the rest of the day. So, um, you know, and a lot of people that are in the military, I wasn't in the military, but you'll hear that story from people of like the importance of making your bed. I mean, you could look that up. There's still a ton of people have done videos just talking about just that alone is how important it is to wake up, make your bed first thing before you even go get your cup of coffee, have your breakfast, take your shower, make your bed and then move on from there. I know there's a lot of police and military in the chats too, <laughs> where that follow our channels. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because I, um, I just had a conversation with one of my clients about this exact thing and it is... Like when your life feels like it's all out of sorts and you just can't like find a focus, I tell people like you need to write it down. Like don't just like think about the things you have to do. Physically, right hand, write them down. It's kind of like meditation almost, um, which I know like some people are like, oh my God, meditation, whatever. Um, but seriously, it's almost like meditating. And I'm not saying write down your like most inner thoughts. I'm saying write down your goals. It doesn't have to be crazy. Um, like one person I said, like literally write down one, number one, go to the gym and then check it off because you're physically walking out the door and going to the gym, um, like eat clean for the day. It doesn't have to be crazy tasks, but every time you accomplish one of those things, you feel fulfillment. So if you're writing all these things down, they should be they should be realistic. And if you don't achieve them, say you write 10, 15 things down, I get out of control sometimes and I'll like 15 things down. And it's like there's not even that many hours in a day, but I'm writing all these things down. And if I don't get to it, it's OK. It's just something I can shift on to tomorrow. And if I didn't get to it and I was supposed to really get to it today, I might write down a little reason like um, maybe my daughter came home from school sick or something, um, you know, whatever. But writing these things down, it helps keep your focus and your mental clarity in check. And it's really big. So it's even more like it's not even just military and like police and yeah. that kind of stuff. But it holds true for everybody. It helps you get a sense of control over your life. We all need a little more discipline. I think what's important is like when you have those lists, if you make a list for the day and the items that you did not finish is carry them over to the next day mm -hmm. and stack them and then add more to it. And that way, you know, like I didn't get that stuff done yesterday. I have to get it done today because if you just like get through half of them and then you just wash that list clean, you go on the next thing, you've already trained yourself to be like, I don't have to get it all done. If I don't get it done, we just clean slate it and start day, day two. So like, I think it's important that the items that you didn't finish, 
they have to be top of your next day's list and then add to that to, to day two. Now you're like, wow, I'm a little overwhelmed and swamped here because I didn't do well yesterday. So I better clean this up and get through all of this today or tomorrow's going to be compounding even worse. So I think it's like a good thing to see and let yourself kind of get a little overwhelmed and get yourself back on track. But um, you can even like tell people about it too. Like there are times like I'll get up, I'll be writing things down and I'll tell Chris like, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do that today, whatever. And then he'll look at me like, you know, an hour or two later and he's like, did you do this yet? And I'm like, no, you know what? That should be on the top of my list. Even though it's down a little bit, you don't have to do them in order, in order, but you do have to get them done. And he'll remind me of something that might've been really important that I didn't get to yet. And it's like, Ooh, I'm going to bump that up a little bit and I'll make sure that I get it done. But if you start telling people what your goals are and what your intentions are, you're more likely to follow through with them. Yeah, I think it's really important is don't just, if you didn't get it done, don't get rid of it. Yeah. Um, Wahoo fan said, yeah, when that's what I did when I was in basic training in the Air Force. One person screws up and they'd turn over the beds and tear everything up. It was awful experience. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I think that would bring trauma because you'd be <laughs> like, we'd go through the locker rooms too. Like we'd, I think if we had to be in formation at like five in the morning or something, we would be there like be there at 4.30 and we'd try to get everybody ready by 4.45 in the morning. That way we had 15 minutes to go around everybody else's locker, like check the people around you. We'd all go through their whole room, make sure like nobody screwed up. And then, uh, so you'd be like, finally, we got it all right. And then you go PT and be miserable. And then you come back in and you're like, oh my God, like everything's thrown. And you're like, who? And then you'd have to write your name inside your clothes because you'd be picking up a, a ton of pants that were like size 34, 32s. And you're like, whose are these? And then you pick one up that has like a stain. You're like, that, that wasn't mine. Like, that's not mine. And you get stuck with them. You're like, these weren't mine. So you had to make sure you like wrote your name inside so you could just look and yell out whose name and start hurrying up and handing them out to everybody. But uh, yeah, so that was definitely, it, it taught you definitely how to, uh, that nobody is more important than the other person. You have to work as a team. Yeah. It was a, it was one of those experiences for six months where it was like absolutely terrible. And the day you graduate, you're like, that was actually pretty cool. But the days you're in there, you're like, this is awful. I'm sure it like helped you guys like bond also. Yeah, you do. Cause I mean, you're, it's the first time most you're people are probably showering naked with each other. You're suffering together. Yeah. And we had a stand single file line <laughs> naked waiting for the shower. <laughs> so that was always fun staring at the guy's head right in front of you, just staring at the back of his head, waiting for him to step forward. He stepped forward. You step forward. Don't step, don't take two steps forward. Yeah. yeah you had like 30 <laughs> seconds to shower. So you get into the water, throw, you'd already have shampoo on your head, you squeeze out shampoo on your head. So the guy the behind you put the shampoo in your head. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Was he him, washing your back while you were standing in line? Bonded the most. 